Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another big edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, June 13. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to talk all things Greyhound racing for the next 30 minutes is Tubbs Jared Duffy. Good morning to you, Duff. What a week we have coming up in Queensland. Good morning, Kat. Don't worry about the week we've got coming up. I wasn't quite sure if you'd join us today. I mean, you shot the lights out last week. I know when we did this segment last week, you were tipping Dundee Rebel in the uh, the tab flying Amy. Uh, it was $34 at the time. You tipped it again on Thursday night. It saluted, and Zipping Orlando was one of your best of the night, and it saluted at around about that 5 or $6 mark. So you should be cashed up. Like all good tipsters at Spruik, dogs i didn't have a cracker on myself so unfortunately no early retirement plans for me but before we get into the guests let's have a a quick chat about um the flying amy and that big night on saturday night uh on thursday night sorry uh it was an incredible win i I guess when umberto led um knowing that he's from tony brett's kennel and jason thompson when he led you sort of thought surely he's going to hold on but I, i guess you started looking down the back straight what could run him down and it was such an impressive performance by Dundee Rebel, wasn't it? Look, it was. It was a strange sort of night because um, you go back through the results and those that were on the fence throughout the night, they really did struggle. Uh, the The track was pretty, well, I don't know whether you classified it as heavy, but it was definitely shifty. And some of the times, um, you know, were a little bit out of alignment with what we've seen Greyhounds run there in the past. But having said that, as we suggested last week, we were going to see some big improvements from these dogs, particularly uh, from New South Wales and Victoria, that either hadn't raced there before and only the trial or had a trial and then raced the previous week. And Dundee Rebel was one of those. My main concern when we got to that race was Umberto being on the inside. Well, he did lead. And uh, I guess he was a sitting... He and Magistrate led early. He was a sitting duck for something to come from behind. And it was Dundee Rebel who found himself in the right spot. The, the interesting thing about the race was that the two um, heavily back favourites, Victor Damien from the Czech and Alpha Zulu from the Yellow, they were out of business early, Cat. They never really got into the race, so it was all up to whether Umberto could hang on. Dundee Rebel got the nice trail into the race and proved too good. I, I think 30 and 10 probably um, is a signal of, of what the track was like at that stage of the night. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go any further, let's relive that win on Thursday night by Dundee Rebel. Racing, Victor Damien began only fairly well away, Umberto, here comes Magistrate down the outside, trying to lead as they go into the first corner, kicking up there was Umberto to lead Magistrate around them, Dundee Rebel to third, a break then to Victor Marley, followed by Alpha Zulu, getting pushed back, Sipping Remus, Victor Damien and Victor Albi at the tail of the field, running off the back, Umberto grabbed the lead by two over Dundee Rebel, Victor Marley out wider, it's Umberto in front after it, Dundee Rebel, Dundee Dundee Rebel wins the flying Amy. Dundee Rebel beat Umberto. Third was either Magistrate or their Victor Damien. Victor Marley close up. Yeah, it was a top performance there by Dundee Rebel. And I guess you can sound a bit like a smarty pants in hindsight, Duff. But, geez, looking at the heat performance, he ran 29.89 in the heats, which would have won most of the other qualifiers on the Mm. night. And knowing that that was his first look at the track, I know he'd drawn box six in the final, but you could always see him getting a good run into the race on the outside of Alpha Zulu. Yeah, he's he's got a bit of pace, this dog, and uh, it was a great story. I mean, the Scott Smith kennel in Victoria uh, sent he and another one from that litter up 
um, for the for the campaign up here. Rusty Dillon has been mates of theirs for a while. He's a bit of a character, Rusty. He was very, very happy after the win. But I'm not sure Dundee Rebels actually the best in this litter. They've, they've got a few of them that go okay, but uh, they get the $150,000 prize. And I suppose the one thing about it, Kat, is that whilst um, you'd think, why, why would you send a dog uh, that's just a little bit below the top class up for these races? There's so much throughout the carnival that they can pick up anyway in normal stake money apart from a race like this. And you know, he was in the right spot at the right time, Dundee Rebel. And, and as I said, they get the $150,000 first prize. Yeah, it just shows, I guess, that it's not always the best dog that wins the races. It's the one that has the luck and puts himself in contention. Um, one of the other feature races we touched on briefly was Zipping Orlando. He was last out first home in the Group 3 Carnival Chase. It was some wind off. Look, it was. Uh, I suppose when you have a look at the grading of it, uh, given he was a Group 1 performer, you know, he was sort of catapulted into it, but he, fortunate to get a run and, um, you know, probably a little bit more down now in this day and age than, than what he was early in his career. But, uh, you know, the dog that we've got a little interest in, Adulate, um, set a, a, a brisk pace in front and must have been, I thought he was going to hang on on the turn, but you could see Zipping Orlando there uh, waiting to uh, to strike and he did in the run home. He got home by three quarters of a length over Adulate in 34.91. Wheel and go, finished third. Uh, don't take too much away from the run of Palawa King there. He was enormous. Uh, he flew home to be beaten uh, a few, what, three odd lengths in uh, in that 34.91, looking for further. But uh, and unfortunately, Keen broke down there, so he's been retired to stub. But yeah, really good win by Zipping Orlando. If my calculations are correct, and <laughs> most of the time they're pretty good, uh, Palawa King had the fastest run home of the night. So yeah, definitely look out for him stepping up to the 7.10 for the Origin this Thursday. Mm. Zipping Orlando, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes on Thursday night. Speaking to Minnie straight after the race, she sort of had the impression that the thick sand there at Albion Park probably not going to suit him. But I suppose if there's... Uh, going to be a week to test it out. It's probably going to be this Thursday, with all due respect to the other finalists. He, he's not going to be coming up against those Group 1 dogs from down in Victoria. So it'll be a good test for him this Thursday for the rest of the carnival. It it will be, and uh, I think maybe that track might be a little bit quicker this week, which will suit those dogs at over all distances that were a little bit suspect, although he wasn't, but a little bit suspect in that heavier going. And the other feature race, the Dashing Corsair, was won by Play Nice for Rob Britton and to, uh, his son Tim. I, speaking to Rob afterwards, he said he's certainly not the fastest dog in his kennel and I guess he more, more or less came along for the ride with the others because he brought quite a team up there to, to Albion Park a few weeks ago for the carnival. Uh, it's a good thing no one told the dog, though, because he was brilliant. Look, he was, and one thing worth pointing out is that, uh, and we did speak to Robbie Britton a couple of weeks ago on Sky Racing Active about this, the, the huge prize money that's now on offer for stayers everywhere, and you know they've concentrated the Britons, Jeff, uh, Robbie, and, and Robbie's son Tim, on stayers of recent times, and the thing about their greyhounds is that they're real all good chases. I mean, they're no world beaters, but they just keep chasing. Unfortunately, the race was robbed of a lot of interest um, when Zipping Whiskey it was pretty obvious when they came out of the boxes. He had a little bit of an issue there uh, for Mick Hardman, and I think he uh, he did some damage to a back muscle there, so he finished tailed off. Uh, but play nice, 42-26, a steady time, but they got the $30,000 prize. 
Absolutely. Now, another impressive winner from last Thursday was Cash Master winning a Sky Racing Brisbane Cup Prelude. Let's relive that win. Away in the prelude, Cashmaster missed it. Black Magic Rose began fast. Driving through now was Cashmaster mustering speed down the outside. Trappeteers. Cashmaster a half in front over Trappeteers. Four away, Lily Minnelli third. Followed out wider by Cracker Jack RT. Rapid Ripple. Then Cincinnati Lana and check to the rear. Black Magic Rose running off the back. Cashmaster three in front. Trappeteers gives chase. They're ten in front of Cincinnati Lana around the corner. Cashmaster in front. Holding Trappeteers and Cashmaster a length over Trappeteers, 10 away, third Lily Minnelli, followed by Cracker Jack RT. Yeah, he was simply brilliant there on Thursday night. Cash Master and his trainer, Rob Cook, now joins us to have a bit of a chat. Good morning to you, Rob. How are you, Cash? Yeah, very well, thank you. You must be absolutely thrilled with how your fella's going. He's racing in career best form. Yeah, he's I just got him back to where he was early on, I think, now. Yeah. He... He's been a terrific dog, Robbie. He, he won the Grafton Cup recently, as we spoke about last week uh, in depth, when he got a run as a reserve off the inside draw and came out humming and was simply too good there. But um, you know, he's been he's been a good dog now for well over seven or eight months. He's broken twenty nine sixty there at Albion Park. That was late last year, but he's he's arrived on the scene now in really good form. And, and I must admit, in the run last week, Trappeteers, a twenty nine seventeen dog at Sandown. I thought this is going to be fascinating at the finish, but yeah, well, he actually ran away from Trappeteers at the finish. Yeah, yeah, he sort of come at him, but I think his run stopped and he just kept going, my fella. Yeah. And so two he... starts back, two starts back, he was in a, a Brisbane Cup prelude against J.S.J. on the on the mon- uh, the Wednesday night, sorry, and. I know he ran second, but he lost no admirers. It was a real gritty little performance. What did you make of that run? Oh, I thought it was a real good run. Yeah, uh, it was a really good race to watch too. That race, I was very yeah. impressed with. I bet yeah. it was. Now uh, he's representing, or one of the four representatives for New South Wales in the State of Origin Sprint on Thursday night. Robbie, uh, is a ra- it's a race with a bit of pace. Magistrate Tomahawk Hayes have got one and two respectively. Uh, they're the locals. They've got pace. Winter all class. Box five has got pace. You've drawn out in box seven with Hello Mike outside you. Um, is the draw a concern? Oh, I would have liked inside, but that's what it is, the seven. And, yeah, uh, I think he should get a reasonable run. He's just got to step with him. And I think Shipwreck will give him plenty of room. He seems to head in just a little bit. And mm. Hello Mike, well, I don't think he's as good a dog on the outside as he is on the inside. He, he needs to draw inside too, I thought. Yeah, boys, looking at it, I sort of, I read it that Shipwreck wouldn't really bother him from box six. And as Rob just touched on, hello, Mike, on his outside, I think Cash Master's probably got a bit more pace than him. And looking at the other New South Wales dogs, to the best of my knowledge, they haven't seen the track or the boxes there at Albion Park, which I would have thought's a major disadvantage going into a race like this. So... I could nearly see, given that, I, I know Windrawal class has normally got pace, but given that we've seen plenty of these interstate dogs come up first, look and miss the kick, I could nearly see Cashmaster being up towards the front, maybe sitting second or third behind some of those other dogs that you mentioned before, Daff. Rob, is there any dogs that you think, I, I guess if he was to lob two or three lengths behind, you think that he wouldn't be able to run them down, or do you think most of the dogs in there he'd be strong enough to get over the top of late? 
Yeah, I think the ones that will lead, I think he's strong enough to get over the top of. So I do think the one and the two, I can't see anything else leading either of them two. I think right. Tom Hawk Hayes, he's just got too much early pace. Yeah, he's and, pretty... he's, and he's faultless too, I think, Derek. He seems to come out pretty well every time. Yeah, he's he's just, you're right, he's faultless early. Although, having said that, Magistrate was, was good when it led off the red. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but you you might you know you might well get a, a nice card into the race here around that first turn, as Cat suggested. I, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the the concept of um, state of origin anyway, Robbie. It's massive money this week, a hundred thousand dollars to the winner of the, that Sprint Series final. Yeah, no, it's a, I like the concept. I think it's a real good idea, even with the state of origin as well. That's another good concept as well, Jared. But yeah, yeah, it's money sure. is. I couldn't believe the money when they told me how much it was going to be worth. I thought, well, for a one-off race, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. uh, What a time to be in the Sunshine State. But it's not just up in Queensland for you this week, Rob. You've also got Cash Destroyer made the semifinals of the Thunderbolt down there at Grafton. He was a very impressive winner there on Sunday night, running 20 flat. What did you make of that performance and his chances going into the series? Yeah, no, I was real happy with it. Had seven goes out of them boxes for seven wins, so I can't yeah. complain about her. She, she's a tryer. Yeah, she certainly is. So uh, you're you're going to be featuring uh, on both sides of the state border this week, but more importantly for the Origin Sprint Series final on Thursday night, Cash Master Race Eight, Box Seven. Thanks for your time this morning, Robbie. All the best there. No doubt you we're going to see you um, with the Brisbane Cup coming up as well with Cash Master. Yeah, well, his sister's in there in that regional one too, Jared. Of course, yeah, yeah I, I saw that. Um, Joker. Drawn out, yeah, Gypsy Joker. Yeah. It's it's a big price. Has it got any chance? Uh, and yeah, she's been up there a few times, Jared, and when she, Casino and Grafton, she comes out like a rocket. Mm-hmm. Up there, she's never, never begun like she does down here. Okay, well, it'll be a good night to... Uh, be a good night to come out like a rocket on Thursday night because uh, a lot of those don't have much experience on those tighter tracks. Jimmery G- Willow does, but uh, Gypsy Joker, box eight, it's a nineteen dollar chance currently. Yeah, yeah, no, like her early pace, the first sections down here, like hardly any dogs around here can run her first sections down here, but she's never showed it up there. Oh, maybe maybe that might be an opportunity for us to back a winner on Thursday night. Thanks for your time, Robbie. Uh, we'll catch up with you Thursday night. No worries, Jeff. There he was, Robbie Cook. Uh, going to be hard to beat uh, Cashmaster on Thursday night, we think, Cat. Yeah, absolutely. I think the dog is flying at the moment, has a real love affair with Albion Park, and I guess that's an advantage of Rob sort of being, a, I guess, a semi-Queenslander. He's up there on the Northern River, so does that's most true. of his racing up there in Queensland. The dog's going brilliant, and, yeah, he's going to be one of the key contenders for sure. Duff... We're not going to go to a break. What we're going to do is uh, catch up with the replay of Shell not winning at Capalaba last week to to bring in uh, Terry Hill, who's joining us after the replay.
Racing. Shell not wanted to head inwards. Bump there with the Canamble Kid. It went to the inside out wide on the radar. Began fast up there. Olly, Olly, Olly. Crayfish is handy. Shell not works into the clear and is after them. Followed by Panama Canal. Shell not hit the lead and dashed away. Panama Canal second then on the radar. But this is impressive. Shell not by four legs makes it 11 on end. Beat Panama Canal. Feel the magic on the radar. Olly, Olly, Olly. Canamble Kid. Where's the That board? was Shell not winning at Capella Bar a couple of weeks ago and he obviously heads into the Strait of Origin series representing New South Wales this Sunday at Capalabar and we're now joined by his owner Terry Hill who's also of course a former New South Wales Blues player and now the coach of the New South Wales Greyhound squad in the State of Origin at Albion Park. Good morning to you Tez. Good morning guys, how are you? Yeah, very well thanks. You've got plenty of titles there going for you at the moment and this is the fifth Origin uh, Greyhound series that you've been involved with. I guess it's always good to get that rivalry happening up there in the Sunshine State. You must love this time of year. I certainly do. And then and, and it was a concept to start with. Everyone thought, oh, well, we'll see how it goes. It's been an absolute success for the last five years and the, the year we missed out on COVID. Um, it, 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 and I just look forward to coming up here for these races and being involved with the Queenslanders because they do a great job at Albion Park on, on this Thursday coming. And in the past, it's, uh, it's a great thrill to come up here, represent New South Wales. Uh, lost game one, so I've, 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 I've got to put me, leave me head up. I, I cop plenty of, um, plenty of stick, but you, that goes with the territory. Terry, you're right about the concept, and I know we've spoken uh, with, with you both uh, on course and on the radio over the last couple of years about how it started, and you know, people, oh, that that might work, it might not. But now here we are Thursday night. We've got both uh, the sprint and the distance finals, hundred thousand dollars to the winner, yeah. and even the match race, fifty thousand to the winner. Astronomical money. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, the fir- the first time that we, we run it. You know, it was a bit of a challenge because you had to ring up people. Do you want to send your dog? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Now, even though I don't, I, 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 I have a little bit of a say in New South Wales selections, blokes are ringing me up. Can you put my dog in? Can you put my dog in? This is not five or ten people. This is 20 to 30. Yeah. And it's just gone from strength to strength. And I'm just wrapped to be a part of it. And it's not just the Origin series that you're involved with, Tez, because a lot of listeners wouldn't know that you've actually got quite an extensive history in greyhound racing and you're a lover of the sport. So talk us through your involvement with the dogs. Oh, look, I've been involved growing up in Erskineville and Newtown, walking dogs around the street. Um, I bought my first dog when I was, um, when I was 16 years old. Um, won a race at Mossvale. I thought it was a Group 1. It was absolutely unbelievable. Won a Goulburn. All the country tracks never quite got to the city, but I've had a bit of luck breeding. I've had some, I've had some great dogs. I've had some group dogs. Um, it's just a passion of mine. People people who have a passion to play golf. People have passions to do something else. My my, my I know I play rugby league, but but my passion is greyhound racing. And Terry, I, I guess one of the other things to do with this state of origin concept was, of course the state of origin itself, Queensland v New South Wales, and we've been so fortunate to have Ben Hannett the last couple of years and, of course, yourself. And yep. I just love it when we get to Albion Park on the Thursday night and those Queenslanders come up and give it to you, um, particularly <laughs> now that you, you trail the series 1-0 in the football, but you lost the series last year. Uh, I think they'll feel a bit sorry for you this week. Well, I don't know. Ben, ben, Hannett's, got, ben Hannett's got 10 kids, and he arrived last I year. I thought he had mini- more than that now. We yeah, well, he arrived, for 12 he, 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 he's arrived the last couple of years in a minibus. 
and I never forget because I was a bit crook. I was a bit crook on um, the last the last time I was up here, and I remember walking out after the races, and all these kids, all these kids were jumping into the van, and they said, "Hey, Tezza, sucked in." I said, "Okay, fair enough. That's another boot, another slipper in." But um, no, nah, it's a great rivalry, um, and you know you cop the good, you cop the bad. I'm I'm just very very proud. I'm associated with it, and I love coming here. Now, on Sunday, the action heads to Kapalaba for the Strait of Origin series, which is only a relatively new series. Um, yep. And you actually own a dog that's representing New South Wales, shall not. He's chasing 12 in a row. Uh, what do you make of his chances heading into the race, Tez? Yep, I, I won the race last year with a dog I bred called Mr. America, and um, that was a great thrill. And I've got Shell Not. He's another dog I've bred. He's won 11 straight. I wanted to ask Duff a question, and I've spoken to a few people. The format of this year in the box draw for for um, for Kapalabar Sunday, uh, uh, you, you have a preference. Do you want the inside or the outside? I don't quite understand that, but um, I've got a little bit of um, knowledge on it now. I wanted I want Duff's thoughts on... Um, dogs are, can nominate they want the inside and dogs can nominate they want the outside. Yeah, I actually don't mind that. I was always against it until we started to see a lot of the English races uh, on uh, Sky Channel at night. And over there, it's different. They only have fields of six, uh, Terry, and and it's preferential box draw. The thing that's uh, stuck out to me is there's not a lot of trouble, although the tracks are tight. But there's no odds on favourites. Um, every race, yep. you know, $3, $3.50 are the favourites. So I've sort of warmed to that to that concept. Um, yep. And they're now trialling it in New Zealand as well. I think there's one or two races each meeting. With your dog, I was going to ask you about that. He's out in box six. Now, when he when he ran there a couple of weeks ago, he ran super quick time, 19.53. But he came out of the... Uh, he came out of that green rug and crossed. He found trouble right at the start. Yet was still too yes. good in a hot field. Yeah, because uh, we're a bit concerned because um, he's used to going up Richmond, and Richmond Richmond is an arm lure, and um, it was it was it was the you know first time he'd ever been behind a drag lure, which, yeah. which goes in the middle of the track. And, the, and right. just to explain to the viewers, the, the arm the arm lure at Richmond is is on the rail. So we're we're hoping um, we've oh, we've we've nominated for the inside, yes. And, but I, I, and I, I, re- I we really think he'll go he'll go a lot a lot straighter this time. Well, if you get the inside, um, that draw's done tomorrow, by the way. So yeah. if you draw one, two, or three, I'd suggest he'd be favourite. Although uh, Valhalla's got really good form up the straight, but anyone who hasn't seen that race from a couple of weeks ago, go and have a look at the replay. He was enormous that night, uh, that day. Shall not so. That's Sunday. Now, we've, um, we've got to get through Thursday night first before yep. we let you go, Terry. I mean, it would be remiss of me if I firstly didn't ask you, who's going to win the Origin Series for the football, given yep. you boys are tailed off at the moment 1-0? Yep. Who wins that? Who wins it? Oh, I never, ever want to come. To... This is a virtually a decider for Queensland. Because if they win this, they win the series. That's right. And even when I played in the good teams in the 90s, um, you never ever wanted to play Queensland in a decider up in Queensland. No. We got our backs to the wall, and um, we we if, if if we lose, we we lose the series. Um, um, you know, I'll put my hand up. They're going to be very very hard. Where we are going to be very very, we're going to find it hard to beat them up there. But we need to beat them. But we are going to find it hard. We we need to do everything right. 
And in each of the Origin races on Thursday night, uh, we've got uh, the favourites for Queensland in each of those, particularly the JSJ in the uh, in the yep. match race. So, have you got any chance of winning that series? I'm overly confident. Oh no. I'm overly confident. We got we got some really good dogs, and uh, I, I I think it won't come down to. I, I don't think it'll come down to the uh, the match race. Um, I'm, I think we can win the sprint and we can win the distance. I think you're delusional. I'm with you, Taz. I'm with you. I think Cashmaster will be too good in the sprint, and I think uh, well, yeah, well, I think we've got the wood on him in the distance for sure. Yeah, so I don't yeah, think it's well, going to matter by the time we get to the distance. Well, funny you talk about Cashmaster. It's actually a dog I tried to buy six months ago. And okay. um, I end up buying Fast Reason and um, Cashed Up Johnny. Um, I, I actually bought them too, but I really wanted uh, I really wanted um, Paymaster. But, um, I, uh, yeah, it, um, they, it was a massive figure and they didn't want to take it. And I was a bit disappointed because he's probably the one I really wanted. But that's the way it goes. All right, Terry. Him in spirit this week, Taz. Hopefully, he's hopefully he's getting a win for you for New South Wales. Yes, and and I'll I'll be there with bells on on Thursday night, but I'll be ringing more bells on Sunday. I'll be at Capella Bar to watch my dog go up the straight. Well, we look forward to catching up with you not only Thursday night but Sunday as well. And uh, and I know you're on the line at the moment, Terry. But I, people just they can't comprehend what you bring to this series. It's been fabulous. Uh, the crowds that get there. Uh, in there, well, maybe some have got the, the blues colours on, navy blue or light blue, and obviously the yep. maroons, etc. But the beauty of it is both yourself and Ben, so approachable. Uh, you yeah. bring something extra to the series. Look forward to catching up with you Thursday night. Now, I just want to tell all the punters out there who mm-hmm. love having a bet. Your first leg, your first leg in the sprint New South Wales, your second leg in the sprint is, um, is New South Wales. Uh, you can bypass uh, the the, sprint, uh, the the match race, and then load up on Shell not on Sunday, and he will get the bickies. Okay, there he is, Terry. You're very, <laughs> very confident, and, and providing information as well. Good on you, Terry. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Great, great, and uh, great to be here and um, interview with you guys. And I look forward to uh, Thursday night. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. Terry Hill. And I'll tell you what, Kat, it is interesting watching the crowd, how they embrace both Terry and Ben on the Thursday night. So if you're in the vicinity, make sure you turn up. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it started as a bit of a gimmick, this State of Origin series for the Greyhounds. But I tell you, it's a race that everyone wants to win now and people really get behind it. Okay, we're going to quickly pivot. The Chief Havoc Cup was run and won on Sunday night by Street of Dreams. Let's listen to that replay. Red Hot Frankie was nicely away. Charges coming from I'm Loving It. Who's going to level up with it into the bottom corner? Getting up in behind them is Spring Patriot. Racing wide embrace. Likewise, Street of Dream, it's on the improve. And then came Hurricane Fury. Buried away with Genie Cargo and Kenya Smurfett. Last of the eight. Off the back, Red Hot Frankie found the front. Leads by two lengths. Street of Dreams is the danger. Looming up on its outside. Followed then by Embrace. And then came Spring Patriot. Street of Dreams on the outside of Red Hot Frankie. Street of Dreams. Street of Dreams. Beats home Red Hot Frankie. Third was Embrace. Followed by Spring Patriot. Genie Cargo next with Hurricane That Fury. was some win by Street of Dreams in the Chief Havoc Cup out there at Gunnedah because I tell you what that is a leader's track and you really don't want to be drawn the outside so he had both of those going against him and it was a top win. We're now joined by his trainer Jay Opatea. Good morning TJ. Good morning Kat. 
That was some performance on Sunday night. You must have been absolutely thrilled. Talk us through what you were thinking during the race. Um, yeah, well, he doesn't usually come out as come out good for him, really. Um, and when I looked over, I, when I looked over and saw he was up there, I was holding my breath that he'd get through the first corner. And um, down the back, I was getting pretty confident, but it did take him a while to catch Red Hot Frankie. But uh, yeah, no, it was a massive win. Well, I guess that's completely understandable, Jay, given Red Hot Frankie ran that quick 30-32 the previous week and the time was pretty similar this week. He's arrived uh, by a length in 30-30. What did you think when you drew the, the outside uh, when the draw was conducted? Uh, I, was, I don't know. I saw, you never really won the eight, I don't think, anyway. But then when I watched the replay a couple of times... Um, he sort of he come out. He had the four in the heat, and he was sort of getting off the track and wanting to get to the outside a bit. So I didn't mind the eight, and I thought because he's a drop back and run on sort of dog. So I thought um, if he just come out, stay out wide and run over him, might not might be a bad might not be a bad box in the end. And yeah, it played out well. Now, you're actually a little bit of a turncoat on Sunday night because your Uncle Scott had the one Spring Patriot, one of the favourites in the race, and you actually switched over and you're handling him. And I said to Scott, how come you've, you've re- reversed positions and you're handling each other's dogs? He said, I don't know why I'm handling this dog. So <laughs> what was the reasoning behind that? Um, Scott went to Newcastle to watch his daughter play uh, netball. And um, I took the dogs up and I took my mate with me, Mark Wicks, and... Uh, I just sort of just thought I'd put Patriot in. Patriot's a lovely dog, and uh, I thought he was a pretty big chance. And um, yeah, straight, straight of Dreams has come out and told Wixie he's going to have to put him in from here on in because he's never come out like that for me. <laughs> now, Jay, he's getting on a little bit in age, um, Street of Dreams. He's in April 20 whelping, but all of his early racing was in Victoria. How, how did it come about that he ended up in your kennel? Um, Brendan Purcell had him down there and um, sort of got to know Brendan through the, uh, over the Million Dollar Chase Carnival and then I took uh, went down to Melbourne to race um, in November, December there and got talking to Brendan again there and he just he just sent me a message one day and said uh, you've got too many coming through and asked if I'd be interested in taking him on so took him and yeah been a been a good decision to take him on and last one from me jay you must just be pinching yourself as well i know you've only been training in your name for 18 months and you've only got the two dogs in work you've got a family history in the dogs though but geez you must still be absolutely pinching yourself that so soon into your training career you've not only got these type of dogs but winning group races yeah i mean the first ever winner I trained Aglan Lua was was a city winner, so been very spoiled and lucky to have him and Street of Dream so early. And um, just, yeah, they're they're both very good dogs, and to have them um, have this class of dog early in my career and have this success is pretty surreal. Was sort of expecting to wait a lot longer for it to happen if it ever did happen. So yeah, no, very lucky. Jay, I think there's a lot more to it than luck. You clearly know what you're doing, and we've seen it with the two dogs you just mentioned. Just on Street of Dreams, before we let you go, what's the plan going forward? I guess it's a little bit difficult for, for a dog that's slow early and probably looking for a little bit further. Yeah, um, we'll step him up to 600 shortly. We're just um, 
we'll see, we'll see what happens. We trialled him for the Country Classic, um, and we put him over 600, and he trialled well here in Spring Patriot. Both slew, but um, Speed of Dreams didn't pull up too well, and Patriot hurt himself too. So I've been a bit hesitant to put him back over 600 again, but he, he's obviously hitting the line very hard over 500. Um, he's in at Wenny on Saturday. In a free-for-all, it's a hard race, but... Um, we'll, we'll put him in a few 500s, racing around at Wenny, and then when the 600 comes up, I think we'll attack that. Yeah, it won't be too far before he'll be over six. It won't be. Uh, he'll be something to bet on because going back through his form, he's been around Sandown in 34-12 uh, when Brendan Purcell had him. So quite clearly, uh, that's a, a, a really good distance for him, and, and particularly in light of what we saw last uh, Sunday night in the Chief Havoc. Yeah, no. Nah, he was def- I think he'll run 600 now. He's very fit, and I think he's ready for it now. And um, lucky he and Spring Patriot both run home in in uh, in 11:50 at Wentworth Park, so they're very strong. And I can't I can't see why uh, Street of Dreams won't run six when he goes over it next time. So. That's uh, that's one for us to keep an eye on in the in the coming weeks uh, or months. Street of Dreams over 600 metres, but he goes round in a Wentworth Park free for all on Saturday night. Jay, thanks for your time this morning. Terrific uh, that you were able to get that group win the other night. Uh, Forty thousand dollars to the winner of the Chief Havoc Cup. It's a race that's uh, deep in history, and uh, and you're doing a terrific job with your kennel, and, and looking forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There he was, Jay Opatea. Uh, you'd think he's a trainer who's going to end up with a lot more dogs than two, Cat. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a great family involvement in the industry. Obviously, his grandfather is Greg Board, who trains over in South Australia, and mm. his uncle, Scott. Um, has, they have all the spring dogs, and we caught up with Scott on the radio last week. So they're a great family, and, you know... It, to get young people in the industry, you want them to have success because you want to keep them in the sport. And um, the more success, I guess, he has, if he gets his friends involved, then that's that's the name of the game, isn't it? That's what it's all about. It certainly is. So um, that's going greyhounds for another week. You're making your way to Albion Park on Thursday. Anything early for the listeners after last week's performance by you? No, absolutely not. I haven't, uh, haven't looked at the fields yet, but I'm going out and finding something blue to wear because no doubt I'm gonna it's going to be a full-on sledge fest with you and Maori on track on Thursday night yeah well let's hope uh, Queensland can get the job done and we can uh, we can downplay your your role as well but uh, no terrific tipping last week and you add something different to the to the segment on Sky Racing Active we're on there all night and obviously the last minute or two uh, with Sky Channel looting into each of the races it's going to be a big night there at Albion Park on Thursday night as the carnival continues. We've only got the Brisbane Cup two weeks away. So looking forward to catching up with you on Thursday night. Cat Sky Racing Active, don't forget you'll find us on there. That's a wrap for Going Greyhounds.